Welcome to Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed headlocked, unremovable sunglasses, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed human version of myself, Nick Weiger. And I'm self <laughs> And I'm self-proclaimed guitar spaceship, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premiere anime podcast where this week we are talking about Interstellar 5555, the uh, long-form album movie from from Daft Punk that's an anime. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, you know, what I, what it made me think of, and I, this was very much not on my radar uh, before, this uh, before the viewing for this record, it made me think of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, which is a similar sort of thing. It's like basically like this is this long form uh, accompaniment for an album, um, but it's you know it's it's got a, a, a visual component to go along with all these songs, like a bunch of music videos strung together with with a narrative. Yeah, and you know just a, a few less. I mean, I would say a hundred percent less pedophiles. Yeah, I mean, can't There's say no for sure. Know. We don't know yeah. for sure, but I think that's, you know, certainly probably less. Uh, it's my hope known. that it's 100%. Yeah, it would be great if it was 100% less. Do you think we should also list the subtitle of this film? So it's Interstellar 5555, the f story of the f <laughs> secret Fasar system. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's the, the S's are stylized as fives. Um, a kind of like the seven approach, although they're they're in seven. The movie the the V is a is a set is a number seven. Uh, now, uh, in the uh, uh, the or, Katakana or, or Megan, Megan, same thing. M three Megan, three Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, in the Katakana, it's it's closer to uh, Inta Sutera full Fibu. So it, interst interstellar four five, I think, is how you're supposed to say it. Uh, it's five oh, okay. five fives and four fives in a row. But oh, I think you say it, interstellar interstellar oh, four five. Yeah. Cool. Well, we've all learned something about. I, le I feel like I learned a lot watching this. I didn't. So this was, I think, Matt. This was your your pitch for this week, right? Yes. I I this I hadn't. So this kind of goes back to several months ago on the show when I said um, I would like recommendations for like ninety minute or less like anime movies or you know things to to watch and always adam in the discord discord.gg slash get played mentioned this and i had never even heard of this but i have like you know i've been aware of daft punk and 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 like daft punk music but i had never even heard of this and so i had been excited to watch it and then when we were trying to figure out what to watch uh this week i kind of just thought well why don't we watch this thing that I would like to watch anyway. There you go. I I haven't seen any of the and the, and this is a huge mm -hmm. blind spot for me. I have not seen any of the Leiji Matsumoto works, okay. which include um, uh, you know, Space Battleship Yamato, Galaxy Express nine nine nine, uh, Space Pirate Captain Harlock. Uh, there's a there's a there's a a, a look of these like nineteen seventies sort of like cool anime that that this is you know uh shepherded uh the the that well oh, having trouble talking today these Lady are sort Matsumoto of yeah. shepherded this production in this and, and and it was supposed to be in the same vein as these old 70s things which i haven't seen and are all 
supposed to be incredible classics. Yeah, these these are kind of like fat. You know, I'm 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 also not not up up to speed beyond just like a passing familiarity with Space Battleship Yamato. Is is like these are like kind of foundational texts for like science fiction anime. Um, is my understanding, and uh, the this collaboration came about in part because of Daft Punk's fandom of Matsumoto. Uh, who actually? Uh, I just I was just seeing uh, passed away this year. So uh, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. to a real one. Well, but um, but so but so he was involved. Uh, but uh, the the director is actually credited as uh, Kazuhisa Takanuchi. Um, mm-hmm. and then the and Daft Punk plus one of their uh, longtime collaborators, uh, Cedric Hervé, uh, did the script. Uh, so yeah, this is a this is a whole like uh, this is a thing I I was not familiar with. I didn't know. I honestly don't know much about Daft Punk outside of, uh, you know their their big radio hits. Um, uh, things their 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 tracks are in heavy rotation. A couple of which are featured in this film. Um, but all the deeper cuts, like those, those were all new to me. So we got a Isn't- lot. To, yeah. As somebody who didn't do enough research, isn't this just the album? Isn't this? It is. The, yes. The, it, yeah. It's, okay. It's it's that album. Um, it, Discovery. And it, yes, and yes. it's it's just a it's just a visual companion to that that same album. I had seen the music video for uh, one more time mm-hmm. when upon release, because you know people were like, "Oh, you like this, Heather? You like anime?" Look at this. And I was like, wow. But I also didn't realize that it was a full feature etch featurette uh, until Abadaga was like, let's watch it. What is the threshold for a featurette? I feel like 65 minutes. That's a feature film. That's just a movie. I thought it was 90. No, because I think you can. I think a movie can be like like under 90 minutes. It can, yeah, because then then you're talking about like you know they're 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 85 minute like classic comedies and horror films. Then you go back to the silent era. There are lots of lots of those classics are like between 70 no, to 80 minutes. Movies. Those are there's movies. Not movies. No, they're not movies. Very much. There's movies. this movie I love called Creep, and it's a horror movie, and it's like 72 minutes long, and it doesn't need to be a second longer. It rips. It is so good. Uh Jack Skellington's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm crediting to Jack Skellington, although it's Tim Burton's because I got Jack Skellington on the brain because we're talking about Jack Skellington in Fortnite before we, we began. That movie yeah. is uh, one hour, 16 minutes, 75 minutes. So just a shade longer than this one. Stand By Me is under 90 minutes. Uh, before Sunset, that movie's under 90 minutes. Nah, it looks like none Evil of these Dead. are movies. <laughs> Eraserhead. <laughs> Rashomon. I didn't realize Rashomon was that tight. Well, you the have killing, to watch it Kubrick three times film. in order to <laughs> Rushmore. Rushmore under ninety minutes. Wow. You have to watch that one three times too. <laughs> um, but I, I don't. However, you want to. However, you want to classify it. It's it's sixty five minutes long. It is you know the the length of the album with just a little bit of padding for transitions and um. Uh, you know the opening and closing credits. So it is a it is a it is a snug little feature slash featurette. Uh, we're going to talk about that in one second. But first, the question I put to everybody is: What we've been weaving? What we've been weaving? Hi, it's me, Ash Ketchum, Pokemon Master, and I'm here to ask you the question of the week: What have you been weaving, Mata Padaka? I choose you. Well, Ash, I was. I was just going to say, I haven't weaved anything this week, so if we want to skip me, we can yeah. 
we could talk to somebody else. Oh, maybe you should have made that clear before we went to record. Here's the thing: we kind of just jumped right into it, and I just, I, if we were in person, we would have done a little, That's right, little we did housekeeping, a little but we didn't double check, so I don't have anything. So That's fine. you could ask Ash. You I got something. You know, I, I find that hard to believe. You seem like enough of like a a weeb that I bet there was some sort of slight weebing that you did this week. It doesn't have to be grand. I'm going to tell you right now that that's very nice of you, but it's it's untrue. Um, I uh, I, don't, I don't think I weaved a single thing. Like I, I I watched this. This was my big one. Like I, I I yeah, that's like all I did in in prep for this week was watch watch this. All right, I'm in a generous mood. So I'm not going to give you um, the shit that you deserve. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. But I want you to know that you're on notice. Yeah, that's and no, I, that's how I feel. And I'm in your, I'm going to I'm going to read you your rights next week. Read them as rights. If you rights. want to weave something. Yeah, that's fucking right. How about you, Nick? I chose you. <laughs> Uh, well, Ash, I don't care for the threats to my friend uh, Matt there, but I do have something I've been that's weaving. Funny. Which is, uh, I saw in theaters last night, Blue Giant, the Woo! new anime directed by uh, Yuzuru Tachikawa, who is the director of Mob Psycho 100. Uh, this is based on the hugely successful manga by Shinichi uh, Ishizuka, which I'm now going to read because I was enthralled by this movie and I want to see how it plays out uh, on the page because it is a movie about jazz, and it is oh. about an aspiring jazz musician, a jazz saxophonist, uh, and his jazz trio, uh, which he forms <clears throat> when he moves to the big city of Tokyo uh, in pursuit of his dreams, and it is just an absolute hoot. It is so fun. It is It is so... Uh, uh, you know, it, it kind of inspiring and so much about just like that feeling of like being young and feeling creatively inspired and feeling like you want to dedicate your life to something. Um, and uh, and yeah, it, it's it, and it really kind of also encapsulates like that feeling of having like a collaboration and what what that's what that's like when you're artistically collaborating with other people and you're not all completely on the same page, but you all have the same goal. Um, it's also much like what uh, another film we've talked about on on what we've been we've been this year uh the first slam dunk that that came out it it uses both 2D and then also some rotoscope sequences uh rotoscoped uh, a more 3D looking sequences and it mm. does that for the jazz performances and motion captured all these actual jazz musicians uh the trio is drums piano and saxophone and you know I played saxophone uh and uh, a, a jazz saxophone in particular, and so like I'm I'm watching this stuff, and that there, yeah, they they've got like it it just just the articulation of the fingering uh, is just like all like you know it's it's all note perfect. They're really like there's a lot of attention to detail. Also, things like the animation of of a saxophone itself. Just seeing the way that you know, like you'll put a put a, a reed on a mouthpiece uh, and attach it to the neck, uh, like all like all this stuff. He's got like a like specifically a Selmer saxophone, which is like a really you know uh, a brand that's that's beloved by uh, by jazz musicians. So there's like just been a lot of attention to detail and all those things, which I imagine is from the source. But wherever it comes from, um, it's clearly someone who is like. 
uh, either a, a, a jazz enthusiast and or someone who has done a lot of research. Uh, but a big part of why this movie is so impressive is the score uh, by Hiromi Uehara, who is it was a like a jazz wunderkind um from Japan, uh, studied in the and performed in the unit the U.S. and then now is like kind of like part of the jazz establishment. Uh, this amazing jazz pianist and the score is so good because it both is music that you know paints the uh, that, that kind of sets a mood between all the scenes um, and and as underscoring uh, for uh, you know a lot of the the emotion in the film, but also it is the scoring of the performances. And this this soundtrack also features like real jazz music from like John Coltrane and like Sonny Stitt. So like, you know, kind of jazz classics. And so it's like living alongside that and feeling like of a piece with this music, um, but also feeling like something entirely new. The other aspect of it is the musicians in the in the trio and i won't say how they all come together because that's a big part of the fun of the story but like they all kind of have their own thing like the 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 protagonist who is the jazz saxophonist is just like a wailing wild man he's just pure bravado and confidence um the uh, the the pianist is like technically like extremely skilled but kind of like a little bit soulless and that's like a thing he needs to work on and then the drummer is straight up just a beginner he's like figuring it out so the, the way these performances are scored like there's ones where it's like just clearly the drummer is like lagging the beat a little bit or it's just like a very simple like just like rock beat which doesn't really fit in with with uh, jazz drumming but it kind of like is what a guy who's just trying to figure it out on the on the fly would be playing uh and uh but but it has that aspect, but it also sounds fucking awesome. Like found a way to just like have these different things all coexist, but also come together in a way where, where you buy as a listener that anyone or, and as a viewer uh, that people seeing these performances would be like, wow, this band is really doing something um, different. Uh, but yeah, thematically it's so much about like, you know, jazz as a dying art form. And, you know, I, I, this was, I saw it with Natalie and kind of her observation was kind of like, it's like talking about how jazz is like kind of becoming is, has become this niche. It's kind of, uh, does not have the same, uh, a, a, a pro, a, you know, prominence in the culture that it once did. Uh, and it, it's mostly for enthusiasts now, but they're all trying to like break through anyway and trying to be like, we can bring jazz to people. And I think, the story itself by its existence by the existence of blue manga a blue giant the manga and a uh, uh, blue giant the film is itself doing that work of spreading jazz to a new audience so it's like the characters are doing some are doing something in the film that the film itself is doing um i i don't know i, I think it was i think it was really great it was really uh you know pretty emotional the crowd was a good sized crowd, which is really, really encouraging for just like a random Monday night that just like a bunch of people would try to pack themselves in for an anime screening and they were really, really enthralled. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think I think it's just one of those things where it's like, fuck, you wish I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm mostly gonna be positive here, but you wish like Western animation had more leeway to do things like this. Like yeah. the idea of like like if adult animation in America was not just a squirrel that says fuck. It was like, <laughs> hey, we can do a film about three struggling jazz musicians trying to achieve their dreams. That can all be animated, and because that's just the visual language we want to use for the story. Uh, but it's even, it's fucking great. They don't even put animated TV series on the on the same night as the rest of the Emmys. Yeah, like, and The Simpsons has been a juggernaut for thir thirty five years, something like that, right? Right, and it's. I don't know. There's there's a level of disrespect towards animation in general 
that is prevalent here that goes above and beyond just like what you're allowed to create and market here, which I think as generation after generation after generation of kids grows up with anime in their vocabulary, that that'll change. Like you can't you can't tell you. I, I think if you're like 25 and younger, the idea that anime even is a thing as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, I watch Attack on Titan, you know, so those people sure. are going to demand different content when they're older and they become executives. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, or when they're, you know, when they're uh, creatives as well, like, you know, hopefully they'll have that because I, I feel like there's if you're if you're a young animator in uh, going to art school right now, you're yeah. not hoping to just make, you know, uh, another Shrek spinoff. Um, you're hoping to, like, try to make something that that, uh, hey, and that's that's fine. But like I think there's also like other stuff that you're probably a fan of that you hope you could uh, emulate or do your own version of. Uh, but yeah, this, this movie's great. And, and, and speaking of like, kind of like the disrespect that anime gets, like it, that animation gets and kind of like how it's, uh, put it in its own sort of, um, uh, cul-de-sac here. I, this, this movie, like if anime other than Miyazaki ever got acknowledged in the Academy Awards, like Blue Giant and the first slam dunk or like probably the two best animated films I've seen this year. Uh, they're both probably going to get ignored, but the score by Harumi Uehara is definitely one of the best scores I've seen this. I've heard this year uh, uh, for both for it's like, you know, uh, j just for its ability to like lock into the, the, the creative needs of the story, but also just for its, uh, its proficiency and its beauty. But I was like, there's no chance this score is going to get nominated. There's zero chance. Yeah. They'll nominate like the score for the Flash before they nominate the score for this because it's just it's just basically <laughs> invisible. Uh, I do want to say now that the um that the writer strike is over, we're gonna be moving into uh, production on my 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 film Squirrel that says fuck. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I know it's a thing that's like very near and dear to your it's heart. It's gonna so. sound like he says fuck all the time, but he actually it's it builds to the moment where he says it. Sort of. It's not like the first thing he says. I know that that's that that's a like it's it's almost not even an, an exaggeration for a concept because didn't last summer it was what if a hot dog said fuck like yeah, wasn't that like right. a movie that was that was a sausage party I think it was called I yeah, saw that was yeah a, that was a little while ago but uh, 2016 yeah. wow that long ago Jesus Christ last year. Well, that only tracks if last year is 2020, and then the year before that's 2016. Because I <laughs> think that's the only two years we've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last, the last of the good years. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have just a small amount of weeping. Uh, I am currently building the Gundam Aerial uh, model kit, uh, which I'm excited to be digging into. It's nice to have a model kit uh, to be. I don't know. Man, it's the most relaxing hobby. And I don't, I had this realization the other day. So I really want to get the, uh, the Apple Vision Pro, right? And I was thinking about how it's going to make reading all of the comics and manga and uh, magazines that I have subscriptions to a lot less difficult. These Japanese uh, comics that I subscribe to and then slowly dig my way through. Because mm. I'll just wear the goggles and everything will be translated in front of me. Mm. And then I was thinking, what an incredible opportunity there would be down the line to merge Gunpla and 
augmented reality, like so much of the difficulty of like figuring out how some of the pieces snap together is just like, what is this paperwork telling me that I have to implement in, in 3D? Because sometimes it'll be a little bit tricky to, to, to like, especially with like the Gundam unicorn, which has like pieces inside of pieces and like, like a triple shell of like your frame and then your lights and then your shields, like your armor, that if you could stare at that with augmented reality and it would just like animate how the pieces snap together, that that would be an incredible way to do gunpla in the future. But that's it. Like, I'm just I'm just doing some more gunpla and it's nice and I'm happy to be doing it. And I also um, either somebody on the discord uh, told me about the fact that the Pokemon Company International has trubbish pins. So those trubbish pins came today, and I'm really happy about that, too. That's fun. We like products. Yeah, we're fans of products. Products are, like, my number one thing. <laughs> if I'm, like, stopping and thinking about the things that I like, it's products, like, with a bullet. Sure. Number one. M- mine is wife, then food. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then products. Well, yeah, of, like... Things you like need and like love, those obviously come first. But like of things that I like, it's products first. Yeah, sure, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Any right. kind. All right, let's get into Interstellar four five. So Matt, I mean, you, you've already talked about a little bit about how why you wanted to cover this and how it came to uh, be something that you're aware of. But I'm curious about your Daft Punk fandom because is part of why you wanted to cover this that you're a Daft Punk guy. Okay. <laughs> so so here's here's what I have to say about that yes. in particular like I guess I didn't realize that I sort of am mm. like because oh. I would not say I was like a huge like a, like a huge fan of theirs always like I don't know if I could like name a bunch of the songs like, I, I know I was familiar with quite a few of the songs in this and you know I loved the reason I was excited to see Tron Legacy. That was not because I liked Tron, but was because I was excited to hear the Daft Punk score. Uh, Dude, that score is that score that is score incredible. Is, it's one of the best scores of the last twenty years. Yeah, I, that, that's like yeah. a thing that that like I that my my Daft Punk fandom is almost entirely via Tron Legacy. Yes, um, and which I'm is good. Some of their singles, but yeah. <laughs> and and Tron Legacy is good, and I've yeah. said this a lot, and I do think it's good. But um, I do think the music is better than the film, probably. At, a hundred percent. And I like, I bought that album and I, I had it in my car for years. Like until like I had a car that doesn't have a CD player in it anymore. Like I like have wow. always had it in my car and would like drive listening to it. I think it's a great album. Um, and I liked their last album, Random Access Memories. I thought that was good. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was sort of like a mainstream uh, that sort of got adopted by the mainstream, I think, in 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 a big way. Like uh, that song "Get Lucky" was pretty ubiquitous. It was everywhere. Yeah. Um, it like became a joke. People oh, would be sure. like, "Have you heard this song?" And it's like, of course, yeah. everybody's heard this. It's like the most popular song in the world right now. Um, have you Have you guys seen the Peter Serafinowicz "Get Lucky" video? No. Oh my god. Well, I, I I know that sometimes our listeners complain when we watch something that they can't watch and then and then they have to just listen to it. But in this case, it's a clip of music 
So maybe you're at home and you're like, wait, who is Daft Punk? And I think this is a great opportunity for all of us to play a little Daft Punk while also showing Matt and Nick one of my favorite clips that exists, which is uh, the uh, UK comedian Peter Serafinowicz, one of my favorites of all time, was contracted to make a Daft Punk (laughs) clip. So maybe, why why don't you share that? Here we go. All right, we'll let this play a little bit, then we'll describe it. So it's it's Peter, uh, and he has two other Peters on both of his shoulders, (laughs) and he's dancing, and they're all singing. Yeah, it's a three-headed Peter Serafinowicz kind of lip dub, and the heads on his shoulders are harmonizing. It's Very charming. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, can we, while we're at it, can we watch this clip that I see beneath it? A uh, Family Guy Daft Punk? <laughs> Wait, where? I just searched for Peter Serafino with Daft Punk, and that's the first thing that came up. Oh, I'll send you the link. Because, yeah, of course we could watch that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's see if this works. Coming up, quintuplets born at Quahog General. What? That's oh, that's supposed to be burn? Oh, coming up, quintuplets burn at Quahog General. Uh, hey, honey, get in here. Oh. Check this out. The way he's sitting, it looks like the dog's watching the news. You like watching the news, you dumb dog. Well, I'm off to do what former Navy SEALs do. Sell lawnmowers. <laughs> wow, he really has no idea. Hey, want to take a shower with me? Sure. Man, this is a pretty sweet gig. Like being a member of Daft Punk. Look at this old Casio keyboard from the 1980s that I have found. Watch what happens when I push this demo button. Hello, Daft Punk. Great song. Here's a Grammy. Oh, you know, it's funny. Until you spoke, I did not know we were French. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> I think the Peter Servo clip was better. so i'll say to you about about daft punk is that like my experience like listening to them and like i knew a lot of people in like my early 20s and stuff that were super into them and were like would go to like raves or like um Mm. burning man and like you know like do like mushrooms and like listen to daft punk and that's also something maybe that i've done and uh mm. it's fun it's good the music's good i this think felt- I, sorry finish with that i like like I, I don't know there's just like it has like such a nice like vibe and like sort of brings like listening to this sort of brought me back to that time and like i was watching it kind of late last night and i <laughs> i was like and i never feel like this i was like watching it at like 10 30 at night last night and you know, should be getting ready for bed, but I felt like I wanted to dance. I was like, I, I, I want to go out. 
Yeah, can't help just like you know, kind of t- t- tapping the toe and yeah. and and slapping the 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 couch as I was watching along with this, along with the beat. I mean, it is very the the rhythm the the rhythm is very intoxicating. The music is very yeah. engaging, and it, it, it's also like this to your point about mushroom use. This felt like a drug movie. I was watching this. I bet people use marijuana and then watch this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. People are pretty. Yeah. They're getting you know to borrow a phrase from cyberpunk they're getting gonked listening to this stuff yeah 100 percent. i i'm i can't speak to the level of technical prowess of any band or any music because mm-hmm. i can't understand music is one of those magic spells that other people can do mm-hmm. that i can't do um but i think that if you can make a song that everybody on earth hums for a summer then you've got some talent and like one more time is a song that everybody has heard. Yeah, it's that that is the that's what's really impressive about it is that they make something that becomes ubiquitous and yeah. that's not that's not easy to do. And I no. think that it's not just one more time. I mean, I also think that some the some of the other tracks in this are like very like, you know, iconic and memorable and uh we've heard over and over again. I think this album Discovery, like listening to it here, is the album I would submit to that head from Rick and Morty, Heather, that says, oh. "Show us what you got." Like All as right. like as like the song as like the songs to save humanity. I think this is an album that I think could do it. I, th- I it's, also it's think good. that thematically, yeah, this video sort of implies a similar theme. Yeah, kind of. Uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't? Why don't we get into it? Um, let's see. Yeah. So this was. This came out in two thousand three. It's the. Um, a uh, visual companion to uh, the French duo Daft Punk's second album, 2001's Discovery. Uh, as we said earlier, yeah, it's a, a Toei animation production, and it's uh, directed by uh, Kazuhisa uh, Takanuchi. And uh, the film has no dialogue, no dialogue at all, just the music from uh, the album Discovery and occasional uh, you know, sound effects. Um, and the first thing we see can, in the... Can I say something real quick? Just I love the yeah. Toei cat with the hat. Uh, okay, I'm so glad you said that. Uh, <laughs> the Toei animation logo. It's a I, real disconnect from the rest of the film, but it, it's great. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> he has got, he's got a great attitude. He's got a big, nice smile and a red cowboy hat. And is he giving a little thumbs up with his paw? I can't there's tell like what a, he's doing. There's like a little something he's doing with his paw, yeah. and you just know that he's there for a good time, and I uh, I, uh, I, really respect him. Yeah, sets you up for success. Yeah. Sometimes you guys say things that just make me smile, and I wish there was an audio sound to that happening, because I agree. I like this cat. <laughs> good cat. Right? Like, let's look... <laughs> Let's learn a little bit more about this guy. Maybe make a movie about him. I'm interested. Uh, I don't think every uh, mascot should have its own movie, but I, there's more to be discovered with this cat, I think. Um, he's he's great. Uh, so the the film opens, and there's like a black and white clip, and, and, um, and it's live action, and it's in Japanese. And so I this part wasn't subtitled. So I didn't know what he what was being said, but this is uh is it pronounced Liji? Reiji. Reiji and uh, uh yeah, Matsumoto. I mean it's stylized as Leiji. It's it's one of those yes. things that's so there's no there's no R or L in Japanese, so it's right. kinda like a, a Reiji, but yeah. it's you know however and, you want to say it. Uh 
and so it's 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 uh yeah that it's it's him the 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 supervisor of the film who created uh yeah Captain Harlock and this is what he's saying I was able to dig up I guess on the DVD it is subtitled but in the version that we watched which is on YouTube it is not yeah. um, I watched it on um, Amazon Prime Quello Concerts oh wow and. Uh, uh, got my week-long free trial, watched it, and immediately deleted the trial. And it is subtitled there. Okay, there great. Um, shockingly, the the Amazon Prime edition of this is interlaced, so it looks like it was just pulled from a v, v, like a VHS copy. Wow. And at the beginning of the film, even has a file name up at the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's really funny. Uh so this is what is uh, being said in, in, in this portion. Musicians are magicians. That's what I always say. I've always had this dream or hope since my childhood, and the dream itself came towards me. How should I explain this? I have all these lights flashing in my head. And then it, the, the film begins, and you start to hear the beginning of uh, One More Time. And, it's, and uh, we, we see an alien planet populated by a bunch of blue-skinned, uh, human-looking a- aliens. And there's a band on stage. We got on keyboards, octave, on guitar, uh, arpeggios, on, on drum, barrel. And the bass player is Stella. And they're playing to a... a I didn't realize absolute... they had canonical names. Is that somewhere in the text or... It's on the, it's on the Wikipedia. Okay, got uh, it. And... <laughs> Because like you said, there's no dialogue, so... There's no dialogues. They're not saying this. Yeah, I don't know if there's like supplementary material where this was uh, revealed, but this is what the Wikipedia says and uh, what their names are. And uh, they're playing to an absolutely packed crowd. Everyone's going nuts. They love it. Yeah. And I think these these characters are kind of like... They're kind of like live... Uh, human proportion Smurfs, right? Like with, like in the sense that they have like, cause, cause they have like that skin, that, that Smurf like skin tone, but they also have like human hair. Yeah. Which I feel like is a Smurf just like, thing. Just like a Smurf has human hair. I've never noticed this until you just unlock my brain, Weiger, which is that Smurfs have human hair. Yes. Why is Smurf the phrase Ad human has, hair bothering me? It has, Smurf Ad has human hair papa smurf has a human facial hair yeah imagine if you saw an ostrich with human hair do you think papa smurf has pubes they um, all do yeah they all they got pubes all do <laughs> uh so yeah they're playing uh you know they're playing two one more time and everyone's having a great time and the fact that this is the one that kicks it off, I was already like, I'm ha- I'm having a blast. This is great. I, I know this song. This is a good song. I'm ready to just uh, go along for the ride. And then there's a vibe shift immediately. If, then these- yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I had seen this. I had seen the One More Time video, so I was familiar with what yeah. they look like. The rest of this was all new to me. <laughs> and yeah. so these fucking like, military looking guys like come through uh, and they're like invading the planet. And they kidnap the band, and it's like like a scary thing. Yeah, they 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 gas the audience. Yeah, they kidnap the band. One of them gets away, and they fire an arrow into his back that gases him. It's it's a it's a surprising um, I don't know threshold for this film to cross so fast. Yes, we're just well cuz they they know they got 65 minutes. Right. They got to keep this thing moving. I mean it it's it's this 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 totalitarian, you know, force of stormtroopers 
as opposed to the uh the musicians the rebellious musicians who were like kind of like fr- like the equivalent of freedom fighters who were liberating people through their music it immediately made me think of sonic underground i was like that's just how sonic what sonic <laughs> underground is and sonic is also blue Sonic is also blue, so you know who knows what their inspiration was. And but Amy has human hair. <laughs> um, wow, just the layers that we're peeling back here on this show uh, just really makes you think. Um, the these this, this sequence is really cool, though. Like the the stormtroopers coming in, like you know the the way they all kind of scamper in. They're kind of their their character designs are are a lot more menacing than you know uh, the than like kind of like the uh wholesome uh people living in this dance utopia yeah and, and this uh, is set to the yeah, song aerodynamic yeah. yeah and uh so then then the next thing we see is uh a, a space pilot named shep is uh daydreaming about uh is daydreaming about stella the bassist uh and he's working on a uh a good a, a guitar shaped uh, spaceship uh, and and he's he's interrupted by a distress call about the kidnapping, and goes through a wormhole to uh, to try to save them, and he crash lands on Earth. Worst case scenario, IMO. <laughs> I uh, I like that you cut to a different dude who's a fan of the band. Yes, absolutely. and you're like, oh man, maybe the hero of this is going to be a fan, which is if you're a Daft Punk fan, you're like, oh, it could be me. I could save yeah, the sure. band. I do yeah, think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I'm with you. It is. So it's sort of a wish fulfillment thing. This is a call to all of our listeners and fans. If you find out that the three of us were kidnapped in the same event, please save us. <laughs> you have to save us. Do whatever you can to save us. Uh, there was, there is, so there is like kind of like a distress signal that the one guy, like that the, because yeah. the spaceship guy, it's not just like random, like he's, the, the guitar spaceship guy, he's like, gets like the, the equivalent of the bat signal from like the uh, overwhelmed forces yeah. as uh, the, uh, this band is being kidnapped. And so, yeah, the band is, is, is taken to an underground facility and their memories are moved or are, are, are removed and uh, put on discs. Sort of look mini like mini discs. discs. Yeah, They're right. Mini discs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I did see that and was like, Heather's gonna love that. I loved it because uh, <laughs> also this came out when mini discs were still like in circulation. They had the opportunity to be the next, like, or you know, to to persist and 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 to be the dominant yeah. uh, media format. I was so I was uh, so happy when I saw because you you see mini discs in a lot of anime because they they really took off in Japan. Like you'll see it in like future UI or like oh somebody will be like booting up their car in an anime that's like cyber futuristic. Yeah, and they'll put in a mini disc. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, they're they're moving their memories to. They're random access memories Whoa. to a mini disc. It's wild how long ago 2003 was. 20 years. That's a long time. I will say this thing, this thing though, has like aged pretty nicely. No, Other, this has like, aged great. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just, I was more just meant in terms of what, what, what you were saying about the mini discs were like a thing that, yeah, you know, that recently. That is, it is, yeah, wild to consider that this is a, a piece of 20 year old media. Um, I hadn't thought about that until uh Well the problem is now. that we're all dressed the same, mostly, unless you're doing like Y two K fashion. Like there's no sense of of cultural progression. Right. We're stuck. I think if we're just gonna be stuck like this, bring back clear computers and stuff. <laughs> Analog is. 
Yeah, Analog's doing it. They're the only ones brave enough. They're the only ones with the stones to do it. There's also a, a company that made um, clear cases for the PS5. Hmm. Hmm. I don't hmm. want that. <laughs> but if c- computer was clear, I'd be like, this is good. Or if like TV even, uh, you know what? It's fine. It's uh, all fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's good exactly how it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, the, yeah, the band's kidnapped and their, uh, their memories are uh, wiped onto these, uh, on mini discs. And this sequence is set to uh, the famous song, uh, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. And it's a great sequence. Their skin is being changed from blue to human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's, and they they're, uh, have these, like, sort of mind control devices installed. Uh, and uh, then we see, we see their captor, or, uh, Earl de Darkwood, uh, and uh, he he pretends to be their manager and pre- presents them uh, as a new band called the Crescendals, uh, and they take they it's Crescendal mania over there on Earth. Everyone goes crazy for them. Well, yeah, because their music is Daft Punk's music, so yes. everyone's like, "This is good. We love this. This, this is, is some far out shit. We love this. This is yeah. this is finally." Uh, some good music uh, and you know we see them becoming famous but obviously like they're getting they're like exhausted and they have to like do all this like promo stuff and, it, and you know it's sort of a comment on fame in general right where it's sort of like oh yeah it's great we have fame but at what cost we're you know we're just cogs in this promotional machine sort of that we have to you know keep churning out you know signed photographs or whatever or whatever it may be there's some Uh, weird um prescience about like appropriation mm -hmm, in this of like taking something that isn't yours repackaging it and reselling it to another audience and profiting and that the people involved are sort of subservient to that process. And I don't know, I I was a little surprised thematically that that was present in Interstellar Full Five. <laughs> no, yeah, that comment seems pretty, you know, pretty much at the forefront, especially later on when we get all the other uh, musical acts that are revealed. They're all like, you know, uh, various other aliens that have been... Uh, given some sort of human form and forced to perform. And um, they've also been mind controlled by these visors or, or actually had like these stylish uh, sunglasses. Yeah. Unremovable um, headlocked sunglasses. Yeah. So that's I, why they're so docile. Which and complacent. is my, my dream of, uh, of Apple vision pro. You just want that <laughs> on at all times. Yeah. All times. Yeah. Um, I hope it's hot, and I hope my eyes stink I hope it's in there. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> you pull it, yeah. You lift it up after years of wearing it, and your eyes like became immediately goo. dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're yeah they're doing all this like stuff that they're like this this part of it sucks, uh, and then uh, the guitar spaceship guy Shep finds his way uh, to the city and. Uh, has learned what has happened to uh to this this band and uh he 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 flies he like he's he sort of like he sees that there's gonna be like a big concert they're gonna have a big stadium concert and uh he flies into the concert stadium uh via jetpack of course and fires like a beam at each band member and it it frees all of them from their mind control except for stella the one he uh seems to 
have an affection for. He hesitates uh, a little. Like, he has so much opportunity to free her. Yeah. And there's, like, a moment of hesitation that I couldn't get a read on. Like, I was like, does he like the idea that she doesn't, that, that she, I, it was, it was a weird pause. It's a little dramatic, a little bit of a dramatic pause. I mean, you could also read it as just, like, he was so starstruck that he froze for a second. Mm. That, I but, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know what, what, what the intended I uh, love her human hair. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that gives enough opportunity for the um, uh, the count to step in and and stop that. So the other three are, or the other four, three, the other three ba- yeah. band members are liberated. Uh, and uh, but uh, Stella, that's her name. Yeah, Stella is still in the possession of the count. Um, there's a there's one. So he's got the security detail. The count does of these heavies that are wearing suits, and one of them is this dude with dark hair, uh, dark sunglasses, and a goatee, and he's kind of a bigger guy. He looks exactly like modern Steven Seagal. He I kept thinking about it every time I saw him. I was like, that's just Steven Seagal now, like, living in Russia and doing fucking Aikido (laughs) demonstrations for Putin. That's just what he looks like. I thought the same thing. I was like, this motherfucker, Steven Seagal. Yeah. (laughs) But not prime Seagal, like current Seagal. Yes, yeah. Seagal as we know him now, post Saturday Night Live Seagal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but and, okay. And so, yeah, he hesitates there. The count still has Stella. There's an, like a, a sort of like a chase sequence here uh, with uh, Shep and then the rest of the band. But um, uh, Shep is uh, mortally wounded in the, in the, in the, um, in the escape. And his blood's and, a weird color. Yeah. Well, cause he's an alien. Yeah. Uh, and so, while under uh, uh, yeah, Count Darkwood's control, Stella finds uh, a card uh, with an address of, to his house, uh, and then she uh, she hides there in her dress. She hides the um, the card in her dress, and then she's taken to an award ceremony uh, where the Crescendals win the gold record, and uh, it's a you know it's them, it's three other bands, one of which is Daft Punk. A lot of fun, fun little cameo. <laughs> it was fun. I I loved seeing them. <laughs> like it was like funny to see them. I I I like that they're in there. Um, hey, it's the guys in the same it's way. The guys from the thing that when they're in the club scene in Tron Legacy, I'm like, hey, look, there they are. <laughs> like because we don't know what they look like. Nobody knows what they look like. Actually, uh, they're just like these two French artists that they could be anyone. Um, One thing I really like just generally about this is, Mm -hmm. is, and you know, maybe I need to watch more of, uh, of, uh, uh, the, the, the work of the, uh, the artist who, who oversaw that, uh, uh, I lost his name. Um, Matsumoto. Maybe Mm -hmm. I need to watch some more Matsumoto because it's like, I really like how, uh, I want to say elongated the character designs are like everyone's Mm. like a little too tall and a little too lean, but it's like really stylish and cool. Yeah. It reminds Um, me of uh, this whole thing reminded me of sort of um, back in the nineties, there was an animation block on uh, MTV called liquid television. Oh yeah. And, And liquid television just was like experimental adult animation. And then eventually that gave rise to shows like The Max and Eon Flux. And the characters in this remind me of the skinny, the skinny bitches from Eon Flux. Like they are, <laughs> yeah. they are long type people. Yeah, they're, they're, they're unreasonably skinny. Uh, I, you know, I always assumed 
because I watched that as a kid. I was like, and I I loved Liquid Television, and I always assumed Eon Flux was a uh, was was from Japan, but no, it it was an American no, production. It's Peter Chung. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, I'll have to check those out. Yeah, I've not seen I've not seen that, but uh, I do like the character design as well. Um, and so yeah, the Crescendals win the gold record, uh, and then the drummer Barrel is um is hiding in the audience and he shoots the beam at Stella and frees her and then they all uh make their escape. Um, you must have loved that, you beam freak. Look, did I didn't even know beams were part of this. I was already like <laughs> gonna like this anyway. And then they put beams in this thing and I'm like, okay, now we're now we're cooking with gas. Now this is good. Um and so yeah they, they the the uh the band returns um uh, to to Shep, uh, who uh, reveals their identities uh, to uh, to them before he he passes away, uh, and then there's like a a long sequence where um, they it's not like a long sequence, but you know they have some time to bury him, and then uh, his like spirit <laughs> his spirit like goes to space, uh, which is pretty cool, and then um, then we see them uh, they're driving away in a in a stolen van. And uh, they use the uh, the address that Stella took earlier, and they head to to Darkwood Manor. That's right. Why yes. does she? So she when she's still under the influence of her sunglasses, she saves that address. Yeah, which is a peculiar choice for somebody who has no agency. But here it pays off. It, it it's you know I you don't just keep papers sometimes. Yeah, yeah I just I buy it. Go go on, Heather. She, she, it was like, a, oh, wow, look at this transparent business card. I'll put this in my dress. <laughs> I, I, I kind of buy it in the sense, like, anytime there's any sort of mind control, there's always an element of, like, a, a, a small amount of you. I feel like this is just, like, a trope, like, still remains, and, like, you know, it's a matter of, like, getting that to emerge. Um, mm. And so I, I kind of buy it as, like, maybe there's just, like, a little, it's almost, like, instinctual of, like, uh, something's off, but... yeah. Maybe maybe she saw the address and was like, "Oh, good! I can now. I'm gonna keep this so I can send him a present. <laughs> send him a, a bouquet of flowers or an edible arrangement." So they're at. They get to the Darkwood Manor and they're exploring, and the band discovers a secret room uh, where they find uh, a journal with Darkwood's plans, and the uh, the journal is called Veritas Quo, and. Uh, he has what he's been doing. This guy is Darkwood, which you know we haven't even really talked about that. If someone's name is Dark something, uh, they're probably bad. They're probably like yeah, Darkwing Duck, Mr. Darkwood. Okay, never mind. Actually, Darkwing Duck is good. That's the one exception. The he's Dark like the rule. Hmm. I actually don't know Dark enough Man about Darkman. Is Dark kind Man. of conflicted. Like, is he good or a bad? I mean, he's driven by good motives, but perhaps uh, goes too far. Goes a little mad because of his powers. That would never happen to Darkwing Duck, uh, never. Uh, but what what Darkwood has been doing has he's been kidnapping alien musicians from various worlds and and, and passing them off as humans, and because he wants to get four five, aka five thousand five hundred fifty five gold records, and w- by doing so he would r- be able to rule the universe. I love that we Makes see sense. that that this dude created Mozart. Yeah, he makes a little Mozart who then face plants and do a, a fucking lava. I I mean I I just love it. It's it's yeah. <laughs> It's like a very good like that, yeah. <laughs> of all the things I n- didn't expect in this anime 
album concert concept thing. It was the reveal that Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was an alien. <laughs> but yeah. it, is it actually Mozart or is it like a Mozart-like kid? Because the actual Mozart survived into adulthood, but this kid is fucking, you know, sacrificed as soon as he makes that gold record. Little Mozart. Ba- yeah. Ba- barely, barely adult. Yeah. I, it's a good, like, if this is true, what else is true, right? Like, yeah. then, like, is Elvis a, uh, an alien, right? Like, who, mm. what, which of the other big, uh, musicians of, of, of our time are aliens? Um, uh, it's, it's an interesting, it's such an we're interesting in, idea. We're in men in black territory. Michael Jackson. That's oh, a men in black joke. I can be Agent MJ. Yeah. This is a different, completely different conversation. I don't think we've done enough with the Men in Black IP. I think we should be doing more Men in Black. Yeah. Agreed. It's no. it's kind of just that I don't think they've ever really figured it out past the first movie, but it's such a fertile sort of world. May, it, may, but though maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's just tough to crack another one. Yeah, maybe, like Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or in like the same way that like for some reason like we can't really figure out what to do with with Superman. It's just like there's just kind of too much there. Maybe. Um, but I love or, the, or the novelty of or the novelty of it. The first one is what's interesting about it, and then when you return to it, it just kind of loses that magic, but that you can't ever recapture. I don't know. I just want to see Tony Shalhoub being a little freak again. It's fun. Yeah, he's good. Uh, and so, yeah, he's he wants to get all these records so he can rule the universe. Uh, and then you know, Darkwood comes back because it's you know it's his fucking house and. <laughs> He he captures them and attempts to sacrifice Stella uh, to complete this ritual to unlock the gold record's power. But an Arpeggius manages uh, to throw the gold record into a lava-filled like chasm, basically. Uh, and then Darkwood follows it in into the chasm, and this kills him. Uh, and his uh, henchmen also go in there and also die, which you don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like a henchman, right, and your boss dies, you could just like go do something else. Yeah, like, you're liberated. You don't need to dive into the lava after him. You don't gotta fulfill their quest anymore. Right. You work for him. He's dead. Just go like be like a normal guy. You don't have to be buried buried alive in the Pharaoh's tomb. Just get out of there. <laughs> just get just scram. Go do your own thing. Go work at like a restaurant or something. Yeah. Go find out what you actually like. Yeah, when yeah. the manager closes that restaurant, you don't have to go to work. Yeah, or and also you don't go home with them. You don't like you could have like a you don't have to follow your boss everywhere. Okay? You just don't have to. And this is just to all the henchmen out there. Uh I know they're listening. Um and so, yeah, they they all die and then <laughs> It doesn't it doesn't really quite stop there. The house then also collapses in on itself. <laughs> uh and and the band uh narrowly escapes and, and and travels to their record company to retrieve their old memories uh octaves i mean a lot yeah. of what's happening is just in service of producing a lot of vibrant like psychedelic imagery right like yeah. just as visual accompaniment so it's like it's, it's it's like the 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 logic of it only has to go so far it's a, it's fine the whole thing explodes it's oh yeah i'm not there i'm was, not poking holes i like all yeah. of this yeah <laughs> there was a thing that happened when their memories uh got eaten by the mini discs earlier that I forgot to mention that I liked, which is mm-hmm. that they, it's not just that their memories are removed. They are made human. 
So it's like their their yeah. alien memories are turned into human memories. So you, they so that they are like, oh, I used to be a blue alien kid on a on a weird alien playground, and then that's right. like remapped so that they're just like a regular human kid on a regular human playground. Yeah. And I like the implication that that depresses them because once like once their memories have all been remapped to human memories. They aren't happy anymore, even though in theory the content is identical. It just looks different. Yeah. That there is something about being human which is inherently miserable. Right. That happens to these aliens when their memories are removed. So they got to get their, 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 their discs back. But it also probably like finding out like even like that is probably like what it is like, oh, like I... I have these memories, but I'm, but they're human. Like if you found out any of your memories were not true, that would, that would destroy you in a weird way. Cause you'd be like, well, wait, like how did they get there? What, what is, what is actually, what have I done? Like actually, like, uh, I'd be pretty sad to find out that yeah. my memories, I actually would prefer if my memories were, I was an alien. That'd be better. Um, that just be, everybody would like that. Um, yeah, that's a little bit of it. That, that's a little bit more interesting. <laughs> yeah, kind of banal human life. Uh, so this guy, they're at the they they're breaking into this HQ. They're getting their memories back. Um, yes. Uh, the uh, the one dude gets uh, he's like he ties up a security guard uh, and he's in disguise, but then he gets exposed and he gets uh, turned back blue. Like he gets reblued. Yeah, they like well he like gets tased. Yes. And he gets tased so hard that he turns back blue. <laughs> yeah. But he's got all the memories. Yeah. He's and, got the memory mini discs which he retrieved from the vault. And so then the the like the cops there, they're like the security people uh find a ship ship uh along uh with the the journal uh Veritas Quo and uh then they have this like this mission to uh, to restore the Crescendal's memories and send them back to their home planet uh, through the same uh, wormhole that Shep uh, used to get to Earth. Yeah, now we're seeing the benevolent side of humanity is that that you know a bunch of scientists and and uh, political figures are coming together yeah. to uh, to re alienize and restore the memories of these uh, these captives. And so this actually. I'm sort of torn on as um, whether or not this is what would happen because it does sort of have that earth slash American go back to where you came from sort of thing. Sure. But also the flip side would be aliens stay here and let's cut you open. Let's figure out what's going on there. Give right. us your tech. Or let's put you to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but they, they uh, as they're going through the wormhole, uh, they see uh, the spirit of Darkwood, and it attacks their ship. And there's like a big sort of space battle there. Um, but then Shep's spirit is also there and uh, helps them uh, defeat defeat Darkwood and freeing them once again. Uh, Shep's a real one. We love yeah, Shep. Shep's, Shep's pretty good. Uh, and then so then the band makes it home safely uh, in 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 the guitar spaceship uh, to their home planet. And everyone's so excited, and they put up a they put up a big statue uh, in, in in Shep's honor for saving them and for being the hero that they deserve. Uh, and then 
it kind of starts spinning. You start to see a record spin. But yeah, because they're playing a big concert yeah. back on their home planet. Everyone's fucking dancing. They're back to normal. Everyone's happy. And yeah, there's the big statues you're saying. And and yes, then we're 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 doing a little bit of a a, a big uh, a big reveal here. Big twist at yeah. the end here is that it's all a dream. Maybe a dream that a young boy is having. He's playing with these toys that look like the characters from the film and he's listening to Daft Punk's Discovery in his room as he is as he's sleeping. And his right. parents, so we start yeah. we start with a speaking of men in black, we start with like a men in black ending of like we're we're on the planet and we're pulling back from the stage and then the stage turns into the, you know, the spherical right. uh, planet from space, and then that turns into the, the solar system to the galaxy to the universe. We're pulling back, pulling back further and further, and then that's all within a daft punk record and i thought that's what we were going it's like oh okay we're doing like the men in black it's all that all of all of uh existence exists within this you know uh this one object uh but it's this one uh, ellipse of the fucking record uh turntable but then mm-hmm. we pull out even further and yeah we're in a kid's bedroom like you were saying yeah and he's got like posters of the toys yeah. he's got th- the toys lying all over the place and his parents come in and tuck him into sl- to bed so he could ha- continue his sweet little dreams. And then that's the end of the, the the film. I mean, is it all a dream? I guess so. I guess that's what they're, they're saying. I want it to be real. Yeah, maybe it's real. I think it's real. I think it's real, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but that's the that's the end of that. And I got to say, I, I loved watching it. I, I had such a good time. Uh, with the music and uh, and the visuals, and I just was like, I can't believe it's so interesting that it exists, and I hadn't heard about it. I was so I was glad to finally uh, finally see this. Yeah, good good soundtrack. I, I you know like I was familiar with the big hits, the deeper cuts. I did not know, but those are all nice little grooves. Some of them are more just sort of like a, just kind of club dance music. I just just sort of more set, setting a mood than doing anything else, um, or, or or projecting an energy. Uh, but all that stuff had great visual accompaniment. And then also the the other thing is that is the any sort of sound design. Uh, beyond the music is pretty minimal. It's usually it's, there's, there'll be like squealing tires of a of a van between tracks or something like that. But it's not like there's a bunch of sounds that are always clashing with the music. You just, it, the music is kind of let to be uh, on its own for the most part. Yeah, that, that, that's delightful. A lot of fun. This so this movie wasn't for me, mm-hmm. but it's really cool. The idea of being like, oh, I need to put music and visuals I I need music and visuals at my party so I could just put this on like if I was have if I was throwing a party yeah you get this like because the story and the sound effects are so minimal you would be able to just have music at your party it would be the Daft Punk album and you just have this happening the entire time and it makes for a really good atmosphere and a really good energy but I don't know. It's it's not it, it wasn't for me, but I also didn't dislike it if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing I like about it. I like that Daft Punk back in 2003 is like we want to collab with a space yeah. battle uh ship Yamato guy. Yep, yep, uh, yep. And let's just let's use our you know platform to maybe introduce a, a, a an anime uh to to the west. And I I th- I think that's really cool. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it's uh, it looks great. And also, you don't have to watch this with rapt attention. Like I was I was locked in just watching this like I would a movie. But I was like, I think what Heather's saying is correct, is that probably the way as the way this is maybe intended even to be consumed is just to kind of have it on. Yeah. Just sort of let the soundtrack play and just sort of, you know, absorb some of the visuals uh, by osmosis. I really appreciate our show for for giving me the opportunity to watch this. Yeah. Because I, I don't I wouldn't have, you know, me but neither. Because you guys were like, oh, let's watch this. I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. And here I am watching a thing I never would have watched. I give all the credit to Matt because this was yeah. not even on my radar. Oh, well, I Good give job, I give the credit to to always Adam in the Discord for yeah putting it on putting it in front of me and also I mean I think it's just cool because of the things we've watched so far usually someone has seen it already right you, Heather you've seen mm-hmm. quite a few mm-hmm. of the things we've watched already or you know uh, you and Nick in the case of like a movie that we may have covered you guys have seen it and I haven't seen it but this was something that none of us had seen ever seen. And I think that's that's sort of interesting uh, for us too. So I'm I'm glad I'm really glad we watched it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there yeah. we go. All right, all right. That was uh, our review of Interstellar four five. All right, Matt and I are back with your comments on Ghost in the Shell. We're gonna call this Yuri Kuri, the chain reactions of Harui Suzumiya, Blue Talk, Chum Talk, colon blank now my pitch is ghost in the cell phone you're using to post comments yes i think that's pretty good i think that's pretty good too my pitch is hosts in the talk but that also doesn't really make sense um but it's my pitch and okay the thing about this one is next week it has to be something else too (laughs) that's a great point um Anyway, let's get into so whatever whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you guys pick. Let you guys pick. <laughs> We're gonna leave it up to you. Yeah, <laughs> we don't got time for this. Uh, we're gonna get to some of your comments Chum-talk. right now. Chum-talk, Our- Chum-talk. Chum-talk. Blue talk, Chum talk, Chum talk, Chum talk, Blue talk, He's back. Blue talk's back. <laughs> um, these are your comments. Uh, so here here we go. This first one is from Jace Beasley. Hi, Jace. Uh, Hi, Jace. And Jace writes... How about... I just thought of... How about Kusataki after Kusanagi? That's pretty good. Motako Kusataki? Okay, so actually, you guys don't get to pick. We pick, (laughs) and it's that. Okay, great. So you want to hit us again with it? Uh, This is Major Motako Kusataki. But the whole thing. Oh, I guess I should, should do the whole. Oh, yeah. All right. Got it. Sure. This is uh, Yuri Kuri, the chain reactions of Harui Suzumiya, Blue Talk, Chum Talk, Major Motako, Kusutaki. Okay, great. So this first one is from Jace Beasley. Yusutaki? Look. Is that too complicated? I, are you asking me if it's too complicated? <laughs> Let's just get to some, some comments. <laughs> okay. So Jace writes. Hi, Jace. I made the decision to watch this on a flight from Austin to LAX. I knew from passing knowledge the lady wore skimpy clothes, but I didn't know the lady didn't wear no clothes at all. Anyway, love to be the creep on the plane. <laughs> That's always a tough call, huh? Like you like yeah. cuz here's the thing. 
If they don't want you watching it on the plane, don't put it on there. All right? There you go. Look, sometimes some of these movies are less, because maybe it wasn't streaming on a plane, like on the plane. My guess is, it could have been on the, like you brought it on an iPad or something, right? That's my guess of what of what happened here. My guess is it's not the part of the <laughs> Delta un, in-flight entertainment. They don't have the uncensored Ghost in the Shell just ready to stream. Yeah, because... Um, but maybe. Because I, I feel like in, in the past... They were a little more strict with the censoring, with the in-flight entertainment. Yeah. Maybe they're not even having swears. Maybe they're... Because it used to be everybody was watching it, kind of, right? Yeah. So they couldn't have it be too, you know, sexually uh, explicit. Not that it's porno. There were specifically plane edits, though. Yes. Like, there were, there were like, pl- like, like in addition to, like, the broadcast edit, there was, like, a plane edit of the movie. Like, the famous one, the, the, the infamous one is Rain Man. Oh. Uh, Rain Man, there's a whole sequence where Dustin Hoffman's character doesn't want to get on a plane because he says they crash too much, and he's just listing all the, the accidents oh that have ever happened, the air accidents that have ever happened as they're in the airport, and he's freaking out. Uh, and they just cut that entire sequence out of the movie for airing on planes because they don't want people to panic. One time I was on a cruise with my family, mm-hmm. and the one of the movies that was on, like on a loop all day, you could just watch it all day, mm-hmm. was the Poseidon Adventure remake. <laughs> and I was like, they shouldn't wow. be showing this. <laughs> yeah. This could happen here. I might be in a situation where <laughs> I have to crawl up a... Crawl up the floor if the boat's upright. You know, give me a break. Yeah, that whole that whole inverted boat thing is a real nightmare scenario. Great premise though. I love a I love a plane movie. I love a boat movie. I think those are all f- always fun. It's good. Did you see Plane? I loved Plane, dog. Plane's a hoot. It's Plane's Plane's a Plane's a blast. It's a it's a. I would watch a hundred of those. Yeah, keep them coming. The car, bus. Well. Plane two was supposed to be called Boat, and then I guess that got, um, like they 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 went back and they changed it. I think they should call it Plane Two Boat. <laughs> I like the idea of calling it Boat or and okay, I'm sorry, it, ship. ship. Plane Two Ship. Ship is good. And it's going to be on. It's going to take place on a boat uh, with a uh, Mike Coulter's character. Oh no, Butler. Well, I don't know if Butler will be will be there or not, but you know, I assume he'll at least produce. Give me all the Mike Coulter you got. First of all, he's great. He is good. Yeah, I, but I don't. I thought well, I'd read they were calling it the plane two was going to be called Ship, but then I I heard they were going to change the title, and I can't find confirmation. Do you think on whoever that. the co lead in Ship will they be this is, will be yeah. uh, the star of the third? They're, they're just doing like a, a LaRond franchise. Yeah, it'll be just sort of like handing it off to yeah. you know that that referencing that improv format that everybody knows. Likes. It'll be just yeah, just handing off each character <laughs> to the next entry. Um, it, it was called okay. This happened that that this is an up. This happened in um September. They retitled it. It was originally called Plane Two Ship, but now it's called Plane Two Stowaway. That's less. That's good. less good. Yeah, definitely less good. And just call it ship, but uh, come on, what are we doing? Uh, anyway, I hope we answered your question. Yeah, uh, I guess it was more of a comment that, that more Jace of a comment. Left. So we're that was fine. Yeah, thanks, Jace. Thanks, Jace, for the for the for the data. Um, this next one is from Rory. Hi, Rory. Hi, Rory. Uh, and Rory writes, like many, this was one of my entry points to more serious or grown-up anime after the usual Dragon Ball Z diet. I had it on VHS as a teen and have owned various incarnations of it since. 
I love the Ghost in the Shell wider franchise too. Back in the early 2000s, I won an online competition from Manga Entertainment, who used to be a, the big anime distributor in the UK, and won the first few volumes of the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex series on DVD that were wow. then being released. The original manga and the sequel manga, which I remember not liking, uh, Tachikoma model, and, and, some other, uh, and some other bits. Standalone complex, cool. uh, very different series, less intensely cerebral, but a great show. I remember loving the second season incorporates some of the untouched plots from the original manga. I also generally liked the greater focus on the wider cast, particularly uh, Tagusa uh, and the Tachikomas who steal the show. I've not seen any of the other stuff, and I actually am pretty interested in, in checking out some of the wider uh, Ghost in the Shell things, even though uh, I understand them to be not as good as the... Um, as the film that we watched, but yeah, but I mean, what is, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of it. There's a lot to tackle. Um, yeah, I, I'm that's, that's, uh, that's some fascinating context. You ever win a and contest? I did win a, I have won some contests. I won a jelly bean counting contest in Cub Scouts and I won it by accident. <laughs> it was to guess how many, uh, jelly beans were in a jar. And I wanted to guess 2,500, but I didn't know how to write that. So I wrote two thousand fifty. I went. I wrote two zero five zero, thinking that meant twenty five hundred. Yeah. Um. But it turned out I was like like right on. Basically, I was like eight off. It was like you know, I was like the closest to the number of jelly beans of anyone by accident. And I won <laughs> the jelly bean jar. I guess being an idiot paid off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I made a fucking career out of it. I, I think that's a I, I think that's really cool that like because you know it's a similar sort of thing for me and I didn't go down the Ghost in the Shell rabbit hole yeah. but it was this was one of the anime I, I watched back in the day like many people I'm in kind of the same boat where it was just like oh wow this is like this is cool and adult and something different and this is just like a, a total a genre I was you know not really familiar with and 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 became intrigued by as a result I wonder if I had seen this sooner. If my life would be different, but you know, sliding doors, butterfly That's effect. True, a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, it's a sliding doors. Um, it's classic sliding doors. <laughs> uh, this next one's from MK. Mortal comment. <laughs> Finish him. Finish. Leaving your comment. Um, there you go. This movie is a stone cold classic. I love how it wrestles with super heady cerebral concepts about consciousness while it kicks your ass with visceral grounded action. Yeah, everything about it really is just good. It's like it's it's kind of stunning that um, I think we talked about this a little bit. It's stunning that more things haven't tried to rip it off or have ripped it haven't ripped it off to a greater effect because it it's. To me, such a every section of it has like a, a a premise in it that is interesting enough to be its own thing. I think it's I think it's great. I think there's been a fair amount of ripping yeah. off, but I think a lot of the ripping off has happened of the subsequent ripoffs. Yeah, like you know, and and I think I, I'm using this term affectionately because it's also like a it, it's it has inspired a lot of things mm-hmm. and everything influences everything, and it, it it's a it's a it's a it's a circle. Um, it's a snake that eats itself. The but like you know, I I think there was, I think the the Matrix is so was people were borrowing from the Matrix so much, and the Matrix is so heavily borrowed from yeah. um, Ghost in the Shell. So I think by proxy, yeah, it did end up inspiring a lot of of Western uh, action and science fiction. 
I gotta go back to the Matrix. I, uh, I, I d- Matt, no, don't go back in the I Matrix. Gotta go back. <laughs> I hate the taste of real steak. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I, I feel, I, I need to revisit the Matrix because uh, I, I hadn't seen them all in a long time, and I watched all of them before going to see the new one. And then yeah. I haven't seen the new one since I saw it. And I'd like to, I think I, maybe that's holiday break for me. Uh, just getting back into the matrix. Cause great franchise. It's, it's, it's all fun. I like all of it. Yeah. Um, but thanks for the, thanks for the comment. Uh, MK. This next one is from Jeff Kriz. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. The Kriz. Is that good? You like being called the Kriz? I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Jeff. Comment Kriz. if you like being called the Kriz or if you're neutral. Yeah. Or- or if you actively dislike it. No, you're it, not allowed. Ne- neutral or like it only. <laughs> uh, Jeff writes, Wags killing it with his rendition of the opening song in Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell? More like host sings well. Wow. Jeff, God bless you. Pretty nice. Very I nice. I don't see any comments about anything I did. Interesting. <laughs> kind of, you know, Heather was there too. We could all be commenting. If you're going to comment one nice thing maybe comment a little something nice about everybody else just a thought i think that i think there's also an element there of uh of uh jeff or the Chris, as they like to be called um countering heather's uh revulsion mm. at me singing the ghost in the shell theme which really upset her yeah yeah heather did not like it um she did not care for that at I all i even tried to make it seem like that maybe it was starting to get better, <laughs> which she disagreed with immediately. <laughs> um, but I think we're a week out. We can say it's good, and it was good. Wow. I love that. Um, this next one's from Michael Pemulus. What's up, Michael? Hi, Pemulus. Pemulus. They write, the idea of renting your disconnected body out to sex work in the Ghost in the Shell manga is lifted straight out of Neuromancer. It's how Molly Millions makes some of the money to buy her enhancements. Love Ghost in the Shell and Neuromancer. Now, I haven't seen Neuromancer. Well, I don't know if there's an adaptation of Neuromancer. Oh. It's a, it's a, the William Gibson novel, oh. and it's kind of the original cyberpunk, te- like the ur-cyberpunk text, oh. which I also ha- haven't read, and I've always meant to, write, to read it. You know, I... I I did read uh, Snow Crash back in the day, though I don't really remember it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, there's a lot of like ideas in, um, in Neuromancer that just end up just populating everything. So I probably should just familiarize myself with it. But that's a really interesting context that so that is directly borrowed from that. Look, I, that just that goes to show I don't read enough or know enough about books. I thought it was a dang movie. It sounds like a good idea for a movie. It looks like on. Um, the Neuromancer Wikipedia, there have been several um, adaptations attempted, but have not, none of them have stuck yet. Yeah. Most recently. I wonder if it'll be a thing. Yeah, go Most on. recently, uh, in August 2017, uh, the Deadpool director, Tim Miller, was signed on to direct a new ad- adaptation by Fox with Simon Kinberg producing. But that's the last update. Everyone's been trying to probably been trying to make that for, you know, 40 years or whatever. And I wonder if it's going to be a John Carter of Mars situation Mm. where when they eventually do make it, it'll be too late and it'll be everyone will be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Because it seems so, you know, it'll seem so dated in comparison with everything that it inspired. But uh, Pemulus, that's a that's a great comment. Thank you for that context about Neuromancer. Thank you so much, Michael Pemulus. Um, This next one is from Nicholas 
That's like my name. Weiger. No. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas, <laughs> pardon the pronunciation, Busebach? Busebach? Um, and, and they write... This is my favorite Japanese anime movie. Thanks for explaining and giving context to the scenes. I got a better understanding, and that made me appreciate it even more. See, we're actually doing really good stuff here on the show. That's um a really nice comment if it's sincere, uh, and if not, it's really mean. If it's not sincere, it's actually quite rude. <laughs> yeah, when you really think about it. Hey, thanks for explaining it. I actually understand it a lot more. Yeah, there's a really condescending read of that. I guess it just depends on on how I read it. This is my favorite Japanese anime movie. Thanks for explaining it and giving context to the scenes. I got a better understanding that made me appreciate it even more. Yeah, that makes me really that makes me really upset. That sketch where um <laughs> that sketch from Kids in the Hall where Oh yeah. Uh, Dave Foley has a speech impediment yeah, where everything he says sounds sarcastic. <laughs> so funny. It's very funny. <laughs> The added layer too of the whole sketch works if he's just being sarcastic too. Like you never, you don't know for sure if that if it's difficult true. to pull off. Very tricky. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a, the fact that it works at all is so funny. Uh, it's it's yeah. really great. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that Nicholas had nothing but good intentions in his heart and didn't leave it as a as a rude remark. Because if if the opposite were true, I'd be crushed. Yeah, let's just keep it as a. Let, let's just assume that everyone is being nice. Yeah, uh, this next comment because also says, on the you internet, people shits. Uh, I hate this. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, because I, I think I think if people are mean on the internet, they usually are pretty direct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty unambiguous. Uh, I'm not quite sure what you mean because I've never seen that before. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like a thing that people do on the internet. But especially right. not here on our perfect patreon uh but you know thank you so much uh, for that comment nicholas uh, i really appreciate thanks, it nicholas. and could you believe it that was this week's get animate wow wow and let us know actually what you think next week about interstellar four five and we'll read your comments there as we start our next little mini series that's right. Uh, Heather's going to be away for a few weeks, so we're going to be doing Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix uh, with uh, with just me and Matt here. This is this is the Ubisoft series uh, that's on Netflix. It's six episodes, and it's basically a... You know what? It's also very cyberpunky. We're kind of staying where the autumn of cyberpunk is bleeding into the winter of cyberpunk uh, because we're going to stay in that sort of uh, that sort of tone and that sort of aesthetic uh, as we watch all six episodes of the series over the course of three episodes of Get Animated. So Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Watch along on Netflix, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you about it next week. And we'll also get your thoughts on Interstellar Four Five. That's right. And until then. Uh, you guys, you got animated. <laughs>